Hello everyone, you are listening to the Igbo Initiative podcast with Ugochi Onyewu. Welcome to the show. Hello everyone, welcome to the Igbo Initiative podcast where we celebrate Igbo culture by speaking to amazing women in different walks of life who are either Igbo or have a very close tie to the Igbo culture. Today we chat with Chika Ojiako. Chika is the founder and creative director of Day My Lane. Chika is another creative who started her journey studying biochemistry. She then went on to law school specializing in intellectual property. In 2016, she started her company, Day My Lane. Day My Lane is an apparel line that celebrates cross-cultural universal themes of daily living in a fun and fresh way. Behind every design is an empowering and in some cases, whimsical message. Day My Lane t-shirts turn heads, but they also change minds and hearts one quote at a time. Why? because they combine languages and meanings to cross beyond cultural barriers to unite us together as one people. On today's episode, we talk about the challenges of starting a new business, how to manage a side hustle while working a full-time job, and a balanced approach to social media. Good morning, Chika. It's really nice to speak to you today. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm really excited to be on the podcast. Thank you so much for joining. Maybe you can start off by telling us a little bit about yourself, where you were born, your childhood, moving back to Nigeria. Just talk a little bit about that. It's interesting when people ask that question, I'm like, it's so open-ended. Tell us about yourself. That's the point. So, um, (laughs) you know, at least you've given me some kind of context. So like you just mentioned, uh, I was born in California. Um, at the time, my parents uh, lived there, and um, we moved back to Nigeria, uh, and we lived in Lagos. But, you know, my parents are Igbo. We're from Imo State. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there was that connection, you know, from the very beginning. You know, I even remember as a kid, you know, just thinking about, you know, my earliest uh, thoughts about, you know, when I started recognizing that, you know, I'm of Igbo descent. Um, I think when we were, let me see maybe in my early years, maybe about three, you know, you hear the word kachifo, mm-hmm. right? Um, mm-hmm. And it was later on, I was like, oh, that was what they would say when their friends came over and they were leaving at night, good night. Mm-hmm. You know, and I also remember um, my mom had also come to, I guess, uh, kindergarten, and she had taught us, uh, what do you call it, uh, rain, rain, go away in Igbo. Ah. <laughs> yeah, so these are thoughts, you know, these are my, uh, I guess, my earliest thoughts about, you know, um, being of Igbo descent. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just going back to your question, yes, I was born in California and um, I grew up in Lagos. We made very frequent t- trips to my hometown in Imo State and, you know, we always had family over. Um, it, you know, it was, it was really nice, you know, growing up. We always had family. When I say family, you know, beyond my uh, immediate family, you know, cousins, aunties. Mm-hmm. You know, in Nigeria, everybody's an auntie. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as you're older than you're an uncle. So, so from what you said, it, it sounds like you didn't formally speak Igbo in the house. You just had an Igbo influence, correct? Well, that, that's interesting because now that I think about it, um, as an adult, 
um, I speak more Igbo or more fluently, you know, with my uh, parents or whoever else I'm speaking with. But growing up, I can't really say that they were intentional mm. about but because, like I said, we were always surrounded by, you know, family members. Mm-hmm. If you went to the village, my grandmother, you know, she couldn't speak English. And, you know, if you started speaking English, she, of course she knew a few words here and there. She would just give you the eye, like, are you talking to me? <laughs> you know, please, can we speak and communicate with each other? This is what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and I need a response to that kind of, uh, you know, that kind of look or that kind of feeling. So um, I just think just being surrounded by people and the fact that we also made those trips. You know, we weren't the ones that, you know, went uh, to, went home only during Christmas. Mm. We would go home Easter. It might be, you know, in April. It could be two times, you know, in, in the summer. You know, so we, you know, just being surrounded. And, I, you know, it's amazing how you soak up languages just being surrounded by, you know, people who are constantly speaking it. Not that they didn't speak English, you know, yeah. but, you know, it was more um, the conversation could switch from Igbo to English or English to Igbo. I remember growing up, you would ask me maybe a question in Igbo and I'll ask, answer you in English. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, you're exactly. absorbing the yes. language about. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think a lot of us did that. We understood the language, but we would just instinctively respond in English. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, um, and, you know, it's amazing how you look back and you're like, wow. So over the years, you know, you've actually um, developed your ability to speak uh, Igbo fluently, not because you were intentional or you Mm -hmm. took classes or it's just, again, you know, picking it up here and there Mm -hmm. from TV, you know, from the movies. You know, if you watch Igbo movies once in a while, you know, you're like, okay, yeah, I can see the context in which this is being used. Yeah. And, you know, there's a ways that you're able to improve on your spoken evil. And that's an interesting thought that I hadn't actually thought about. Yeah, because people, I, I was going to ask you the question, at what point did you learn evil? But to your point, it wasn't intentional. It was just by being in that environment, being around people who spoke, you absorb it. And you may not have the confidence necessarily to speak, but you can understand and you can you can speak if you're forced to like you said your grandmother's like please speak in Igbo so you're forced to speak you can speak but yeah that's actually an interesting uh thought I hadn't thought about it that way so you grew up in Lagos obviously and then you went off to boarding school so just take us quickly through um the boarding school experience uh, college and then moving back to the U.S. okay so um I went to boarding school, I think, when I was 10. Oh, I, I was about to turn 10. Because back in the days, uh, school the school calendar ran from, I think, September mm-hmm. to June, July, mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, all I knew is that I was, being, I was going to boarding school. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know anybody before me who had gone to uh, boarding school because, you know, I'm, you know, uh, the firstborn. So nobody prior to, you know, me had gone to boarding school. And um, it was three hours away. Um, And I remember vividly, you know, uh, doing that drive with my dad. You know, they drop you off. They settle you in. You just find yourself in the midst of, because it was, you know, an all-girls boarding school. Mm -hmm. So in the midst of all these 9, 10-year-olds or 11-year-olds, right? And somehow you just figure out how to... Um, survive, right? <laughs> um, you, 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 you know, you, you figure out the routine. You wake up at a certain time. You have chores. You have to make sure, you know, that you take your bath and that, you know, you are at the, the dining room by a certain time. You know, mm. then there is assembly. Then you have your classes. 
then you have your lunch break, I think, and then you mm-hmm. have, then, you know, school is dismissed, then you also have lunch, mm-hmm. and then you have your siesta, and then you have to go back to the class for prep time. Mm-hmm. If it's one of those days where, you know, it's a sports day, you know, then, you know, from prep, you go to sports. After that, you go back to the dorm, you take a shower, and you get ready for dinner, and then also for prep time. And after prep, you go back to your dorm. <laughs> it's um, like one day, <laughs> yeah. day after day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So after a while, and you know, it's like you, you don't even have the time to really process. You just fall in line, mm-hmm. you know, and you mm-hmm. comply. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you know, it's the routine. You know, you're not even asking questions. You know, you're not in an environment where, you know, you really have the luxury to be asking, okay, why do I have to do this? Yeah. You just know. This is the way things work. And if you don't right? do it, there's so, a consequence. Yes, <laughs> there are consequences, yeah. right? But, you know, I would tell you that those years were maybe the, well, I say the most, they had like a very, what's the word, will I say? You, you establish long, long-term long relationships, yeah. you know, like yeah. the friends that I met then yes. are the friends that, you know, I still have till today. They mm-hmm. might not be that many, right? Mm-hmm. There might be a handful of them. You know, and you also have a lot of acquaintances just mm-hmm. as a result of being in, you know, going through that process for five years. Yes. Right? Yes. 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 So you have seniors, you have juniors, you have people who also, you know, your peers in the same class as you are. Mm-hmm. So um, those are relationships that I really, really cherish. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you, you all grew up together, you know, yeah. you're 10-year-old, you know. Yeah. So you're yeah. discovering a lot of things at the same time. And at the time that I went to boarding school, it was very structured. You know, mm-hmm. so you understood that there was that hierarchy. You had the seniors and you had the juniors and you had your teachers, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, mm-hmm. and they, they, you know, there were a lot of fun experiences. You know, the thing is, when I got to uh, boarding school the first day, I did recognize some faces from, you know, my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Who we went to church with, but I never interacted with them. We just went to church. So it was later on, you know, you realize, oh, I think I've seen you before, mm-hmm. you know, Mm-hmm. So, so, so church and they're like oh yeah and you know and then you get your families get to meet you know mm-hmm. um so mm-hmm. and it was also an opportunity because you know that three-hour drive i got to learn a little bit more about western nigeria mm-hmm. you know the midwest you know mm-hmm. and then also when you did those trips to the east you know you you know <laughs> you know you travel the whole length of the west all the way you yeah. know to the southeast yes. so that was yeah. also another way of you know getting to know you know uh parts of nigeria yeah you know, as yeah of, and to uh, your point also um some of the lessons we learned at boarding school i went to boarding school as well in nigeria are lifelong lessons like we take for granted our sense of independence you know when you're sent away that young of, of course there are cons um there are pros and cons but when you're sent away that young and you have to survive you learn how to thrive and survive on your own you you develop this sense of independence without even realizing it you know that you that you know you may not otherwise necessarily have you know so yeah that's yeah. right and you know you start to because i can tell you that once i was through with uh uh 5 years of um boarding school i came out a little bit more uh independent mm-hmm. you know especially my decision making you understand yes. i i didn't really have to um not that I, I, you know, obviously I, I still lived under the roof of my parents, but, you know, I, I, I was more decisive. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? You just knew how to take care of yourself. Um, and, you know, you, um, when I say take care of yourself, both mentally, just knowing how to survive, 
because, you know, you didn't have mommy. I wasn't a day student, so you didn't have mommy and daddy or any uh, older cousin or auntie to guide you. There were certain, certain times you just had to make certain decisions and you had to make it on the spot. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. like you said, that you know, independent thinking, mm-hmm. you know, it's, mm-hmm. you're cultivated at a very young age, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and then you also begin to, it's almost like you, you, you see yourself mature, you know, with each passing year, you, yeah. you, you know, you become more independent and more mature um, in the way that you conduct yourself, mm-hmm. right? And even mm-hmm. the parents also, mm-hmm. they also know the difference. They do. You know? Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. So you went to university in Nigeria and then you moved back to the U.S. Yes. for law school, correct? Yes, yes, yes. So um, I do have, a, it's, a, I guess, an interesting background. So I do have an um, undergrad in biochemistry. So <laughs> the initial plan was that, uh, you know, again, we would end up going to law uh, to, to medical school. Yeah, that was yeah. the whole point of uh, you know um, the undergrad in biochemistry. But I think in my perhaps third year in undergrad, I started considering my options mm. or reconsidering my options. And I was like, you know, it, it, there's nothing wrong with you know going to medical school. I, I don't have anything against it. But I, I figured that I wanted something that would give me a little bit more flexibility. Mm. Um, and, you know, this whole idea of, uh, okay, why don't we look at something that if I choose to go that path, I can in some way, um, still tap into my, uh, biochemistry background, you know, my science background. Mm. So I started looking at law school, uh, catalogs, you know, while I was still university at Nigeria, in Nigeria, and uh, I started uh, identifying that, you know, certain schools offered certain programs that, you know, would be able to weave in, you know, my, my, my science background. And uh, ultimately, when I looked at the overall, you know, offerings, the package, I was like, I think, you know, um, a degree in law would give me a little bit more versatility, flexibility, uh, and, you know, it just seemed a little bit more um, in tune with you know, where I was and what Mm. it is that I wanted at that time. Hmm. So um, I came back and I uh, started looking into my law school options. Mm. So you ended up going to Tulane, correct, for law school? Yeah, yeah. So after law school, then you um, obviously started working So now we'll kind of segue into what we'd love to speak about, which is Day My Lane. So you're a lawyer. What compelled you? What even gave you the thought? How did you start thinking, you know, I'd like to start something on the side. I'd like to start this uh, company. So talk to us about what compelled you to start and and what Day My Lane does. Um, I wish I had like this well-crafted story as you know, (laughs) how I came up. I woke up one morning and boom. You know, they might make this appear. <laughs> I know. So I would say that over the years, I, you know, I would ask questions. What else can I do? What else can I do? And I couldn't quite pinpoint why there was this appetite to do something else, right? Um, I have a full-time job, yes. And the nature of my job requires me uh, to do a lot of, you know, technical reading and analysis. And I knew that, yeah, that's great but I needed some sort of creative outlet. Mm. So I, you know, somebody had suggested, okay, you know, because I, I mentioned to you that I, I have three passions, right? One of them is storytelling. Hmm. Another is photography. 
and then the other is travel. So, uh, you know, any, you know, you could catch me any day, any time. I always have my phone, you know, and if I feel so inspired, I'm taking pictures. You know, sometimes I get lost, you know, <laughs> while I'm doing that. So wow. somebody mm-hmm. has said, okay, why don't you share some of these stories behind some of the pictures? You know, why don't you uh, consider a blog? So I looked into it, you know, I started a blog, you know, I would share, you know, my pictures and, you know, the stories behind the pictures. Uh, and that kind of helped me in terms of, you know, the storytelling aspect of it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you know, how do you capture um, the attention of your audience, you know, when you're telling the story without mm-hmm. overwhelming with too many words, you know, they get the message. Mm-hmm. Um and I would notice that once I got into, you know, uh, the blogging, you know, preparing my content, I would lose track of time. And, you know, I had to be up the next morning. So, you know, I could be up to like 2 o'clock and yeah. then I have to be up at 5.30. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't even feel like I lost sleep. Mm. I'd wake up still energized. But I knew that that wasn't sustainable, mm. right? So, uh, as you know, I'm a Christian. Mm. I started praying to that God, you know, just give me clarity on whatever it is that, you know, you want me to do. But I do know that I want a creative outlet that mm. allows me to share my stories. Mm. And one day, yep, one day, because, you know, what will happen is I might be thinking about, you know, thoughts come to me and I would be like, okay, when I wake up, I'll write it down. And then I got to a point where I was like, you know what, I wake up and I can't even, you know, recapture those thoughts. So mm. what I started doing, I would keep like a notepad you know, um, mm. next to my nightstand or, you know, I always have my phone so I can take down notes. Mm. And one day something said, you know, T-shirts, you know, they are a tool of self-expression. You know, I, you know, there are a number of brands, you know, they're doing exceptional work, you know, in their storytelling, their branding and everything that I really appreciate. Mm. But the thing is, I noticed that their stories were not necessarily connecting to me, my identity and my experiences. Mm. So, you know, you go into the store you know, um, you see it's a shirt that says C'est la vie. That's a yeah, universal, yeah, yeah. you know, phenomenon. You don't, you know, most people know what that is. But how is it that it got to the world, you know, mm. it presented the world in that way where we now find it as universally acceptable? Mm. So I'm saying to myself, I can put content out there that really reflects universal themes, but, you know, also with... Uh, um, that also reflect me, my identity and my experiences. Mm. You know, you can tell, you know, we, we live in a very global world now, mm. right? So um, there are so many things that are universal, and it's just how you tell the story. It mm. will connect with somebody, even if there are those language differences. It's just, again, how you convey the messaging. So, you know, in a nutshell, basically that's how uh, Day My Lane uh, came about. You know, and people ask me, you know, why Day My Lane, you know? Um, Day My Lane essentially is stay in your lane. Mm-hmm. So it's a reminder to me that, you know, um, you need to stay focused. You have your own unique story to tell mm. and you stay on message. Mm, interesting. And Day My Lane for the audience that may not be aware is, is pigeon. It's pigeon English. Yeah. It's, yeah, for yeah. stay in your lane, like you said. Yeah. That's yeah. really interesting. So you start a company. What are some of the myths about starting a company? What are some of the hurdles that you faced that um, how are you able to overcome them? And then what are some of the myths that people have about starting a company? Oh, I'll just start something on the side. It'll be fun. It'll be easy. Talk us through that. The process. Um, <laughs> initially, I don't have a, a business background. I've never run a business before. 
So I was like, do I have to come in with an MBA? You know, how knowledgeable do I have to be? But, you know, the world that we live in, you know, we have access to information. Mm -hmm. So I say that, you know, I went, I'm still in the process of attending the University of Google, you know, in the Department of YouTube, you know, Mm -hmm. something like that. Uh, Those are resources that I found to be very helpful. Sometimes you come up with a question and you think that nobody has asked it, but you plug it in there and you're like, okay, Mm -hmm. this might be, not exactly be the answer that I need, but at least it's put me on the path to find the information that I need. Mm-hmm. And I realized that um, asking questions, you know, yes, you're not going to always get answers or, you know, some people might completely dismiss you or, you know, you might feel, oh, you know, how can I reach out to this person? So using the tools that are at your disposal to get the information that you need. So, you know, you have the social media tools, you know, you have your Instagram, you have people who might be in related industries or might also be in the same industry, uh, you'd be amazed at, you know, just, you know, sending them a DM and saying, you know, this is a question that I have, you know, how do you, you know, what would you suggest would be the best way to go about, you know, um, addressing this issue or what mm-hmm. has been your experience? You know, and some will, will be open with you and say, okay, this is A, B, C, and D, or they'll say, why don't you check this resource? You know, that's not my area of expertise, but this is somebody you should talk to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I found that to be uh, very helpful. Um, does it require, in the beginning, yes, you know, because it's all new, it was all new to me at the time. It took me a little bit longer to get uh, tasks, you know, uh, completed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, go through the process maybe one or two or three times to now master that, okay, these are the key questions that you ask. Like, for example, you know, you're dealing with a vendor, right? I didn't know what the questions to ask the vendor, or, you know, and I, when I say vendor, for example, if you're working with a printer, right? Mm-hmm. company, You know, what are the key questions? You know, do you know the brand of uh, a shirt that you want to use? What colors? You know, do mm-hmm. you realize that the number of colors will also determine, you know, the overall cost? You know, certain color combinations might not work because it might bleed depending mm. on the method, you know. And so these are things that over time, so that now when I, um, you know, uh, meeting a vendor for the first time, I know the key questions to ask mm-hmm. so that, you know, just cut down on the going, you know, the back and forth, mm. right? Uh, and sometimes you realize that maybe a face-to-face meeting might be the best way to go in the beginning. Mm. You know, there are certain things that you can address within a few minutes as opposed to if you're doing it maybe uh, virtually. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there's a place, time and place for that. You know, uh, maybe if you've established a relationship uh, with the vendor and they pretty much understand your style and your brand and, you know, your requirements, mm. uh, and you might not need to do uh, the face-to-face. Mm. Uh, so mm. those are things. Also realizing that, you know, um, with a business, it's you. You know, it's almost like you know your your baby, right? Yes. So you sometimes can get carried away mm-hmm. in terms of the time that you invest, and realizing that you have to, you know, you can't sustain, you know, running on twenty four hours, you right. know, just in your wheels. So right. you have to also find that balance. There are days when you have to take mental breaks, and there are days that you might not want to take those mental breaks, yeah. but your body will force you to take mm-hmm. those mental. breaks. You know, your body is both physically and mentally. Mm, mm. So um, just finding that work-life balance and mm. knowing that it's okay to take a break. You know, you don't always have to be uh, figuring out the next step. Mm. Just, you know, organize. And, I, and it's still a work in progress, you know, mm. uh, as far as man- time management and, you know, just balancing out every other thing. Because, you know, apart from the business, you do, you're an individual, you're a human being, mm-hmm. you know, there are other things going on in your life. Mm. 
Wow, that's so, interesting. I don't know if that answers your question. It really it does because that was going to be something I something else I was going to ask in terms of when do you actually sleep? How do you balance it all? But I think you've answered the question. It's about prioritizing and and reminding yourself to take breaks and 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 prioritizing self-care because you can burn out, right? Doing something right. you love doing, you can still burn out. So, yeah. yeah, it answers the question really well. I guess the next question I'd like to ask is kind of similar. You may have answered it already, but maybe I'll ask it a different way. I know there are a lot of people, myself included, actually, um, who are maybe working full time, may love their jobs, but want to start something on the side. Uh, They may start and give up. To your point, it's just too time consuming. It's too difficult. They don't see it going anywhere or they may not have started. So why do you think or what would you say to people who want to start something, haven't started? And then people who start. So I'm asking you two questions. People who start, why do you think they give up so quickly? Does that make sense? Yes, it does make sense. So, you know, start where you are. You know, mm-hmm. um, you can keep on procrastinating and before you realize it, you know, somebody else has either started what it is that you were uh, contemplating doing mm. or there are other things that are vying for your attention. Um, so if it's something that, you know, y- you feel passionate about, you know, you enjoy doing, right, um, give it a shot. At least, you know, if you give it your best shot and you don't succeed, you know that at least you tried. Mm -hmm. But if you never start, you're never going to know what type of results it's going to yield. Is it going to be easy? No, it's not going to be easy. If you look at, you know, uh, successful, I guess, entrepreneurs or businesses, I'm sure that if you sit down and had uh, a talk with them, they would probably go through their experiences where, you know, things need to happen uh, just on the first try. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it mm-hmm. has to be something that, because, you know, I, I constantly have to check myself. I would say, okay, no matter how, uh, you know, disappointing the results might be or, you know, the timing, you know, it's a little bit delayed. You know, maybe I expected that by a certain point in time I would have accomplished A, B, and C, mm-hmm. be, it within, be it within six months, be it within a year. Mm-hmm. When I wake when I ask myself, you know, but do you still feel excited about what you do? And mm. if the answer is, keep on doing it. Yes. You know, it has yeah. to be, yeah, it's good to make money. Don't mm. get me wrong, right? But it has to be more than the money that mm. keeps you going. Because, yes. you know, it might take a while before that money starts coming in, mm. right? But, you know, just the joy that you derive from, you know, what it is that you're putting out there or you're sharing with the world, you mm. know, your talents. You know, we all have uh, unique talents and skills. So, mm. How you choose to express that, you know, is up to you. Mm. Uh, how long you choose to stay in that race, it's up to you. Mm. You know, no one can tell you, well, uh, this is the time, this is the best time to give in. You you know your situation best, right? Uh, so I would say, you know, start where you are with whatever limited resources and, you know, tap into your community. You, you'll be mm. amazed at how many people are willing to share. Like, there are times when I just decide to go to... Uh, events, not as a vendor, right? Because my mm. store is online store, so I don't have a brick and mortar mm-hmm. forefront, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I just decide to go to uh, events just to see what people are doing, and it doesn't necessarily have to be related to my industry. Mm. Because, you know, that might also be a source of inspiration, just how somebody you know uh, laid out their products or how mm. they interact. 
customers or the offerings that they have, you know, at that particular event. And also speaking to them, you know, and asking them, you know, what their experience has been, how do they handle, and they're so willing, you know, to share that information with mm-hmm. you. So uh, I, I'm saying, you know, just use what you have to start where you are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one thing is, you know, fail fast and learn and mm-hmm. then move on to the Yes. Exactly. So one thing I again, one thing I've come to realize is, you know, there will be days when I'm wondering why I'm stalling, and I'm like, <laughs> and it's he- weighing heavy on my heart, right? Mm-hmm. And then I say, okay, you know what? Do it afraid. Make mm-hmm. that decision. Mm-hmm. Learn from it, and then at least we'll be able to move past, mm-hmm. you know, this, right? But if you stay stagnant, you're not going to know whether or not mm-hmm. whatever it is you, that's weighing heavy on your heart, you know, will work or not. So just give it your best shot, mm. you know. And I'm saying, you know, yes, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that you, you will consider, okay, this is what it's likely to cost me. Mm. And is that the chance I'm willing to take at this point? Mm. And take the decision and move on. It's either you're doing it or you're not. Mm. It's it's interesting. You raise an interesting point. And the question kind of came to me as you were speaking. It sounds like you're really passionate about what you're doing and you love yeah. it. You're finding a way to express yourself. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, you know you, when you ask young girls, and I'll talk about girls in particular, even children, what do you want to be when you grow up, you know? People will say, I want to be this, or I want to be that. Did you, when you were a child, if someone had asked you, what do you want to be when you grow up? It sounds like what you're doing now wouldn't necessarily have been the answer, even yes. though you're really passionate about what it is yes. you're doing now. Does that make sense? That, that, that's very, very true. Yes. You know, and also, you know, growing up in a time where the options were, you know, you ended up being a professional of sorts, yes. right? Uh-huh. Yes. So this is something that I will say, because I, I say this passion for photography, I can trace it as far back as um, maybe in my teens, mm-hmm. right? But mm-hmm. I didn't know what to call it. I just mm-hmm. liked carrying a camera. You know, mm-hmm. I'm the one that's always taking pictures, right? Mm-hmm. Uh so, um, and you were in an environment where that wasn't something that, at the time, wasn't something that was necessarily uh, encouraged or nurtured or mm. seen as, you know, something, you know, to cultivate, right? So mm. it's something I had to discover on my own that, mm. okay, these are the things that I enjoy doing. So how can I tap into all of that and make it into something that I can share with the rest of the world? Mm. So, you know, going back to your question, when you're dealing with, you know, young girls, um, even children, right? Just paying close attention to the things that drive them, mm. the things that tend to capture their um, interest. You know, it might even be a kid that doesn't tend to focus, but this one thing hmm. is a thing that will basically calm them down and they are able to complete the task from, you know, start to finish, right? And it might be something small. Maybe it's a kid that likes to take apart things. Mm. You know, maybe it's a kid that likes to read books or it's a kid that likes to ask questions, Right. So you have to look for a way to channel all of that mm. Um, mm. in a way that, you know, they can, um, you know, in a way that, what, what would I say, in a way that they, they, they can use it to their, you know, their, 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 their best advantage yes. or fullest potential, yeah. however you choose. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. So mm-hmm. it's just making sure that you're paying, you know, being very observant. And I mm. think it's very typical, you know, of, um, well, I say creatives, right? Mm. You Maybe snippets of a conversation. Maybe it's a color combination mm. that will just inspire you. Mm. Or it might be, you know, uh, something you watched on TV. Or it might be something that, you know, you saw on social media. Mm. Maybe some kind of 
exchange or conversation mm. that gets you thinking. It's just being very, very observant mm. uh, as an individual. Mm. You know, those are the things that uh, provide us uh, inspiration. Mm. Interesting. That's yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So, so how do you handle stress? <clears throat> What's your outlet for stress? Because I know it, it's it's a stressful world that we live in, you know. And obviously, there's a lot going on. And you found your passion, and you work. And um, how do you, how do you handle stress? What's your outlet for that? When you find the solution, please let me know. Because right now, <laughs> I'm still trying to find the answer to that. But, you know, I think in the last year, you know, I decided that, um, okay, I don't really enjoy working out, especially, mm-hmm. you know, with the confines of a, you know, of a room. I, I'd rather, you know, take a walk, mm-hmm. but, you know, weather doesn't permit that. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay. What you need to do is this. You only owe yourself 30 minutes. If you can do 30 minutes of, you know, exercise, you know, whether it's on the treadmill, if it's walking, mm-hmm. a minimum of 30 minutes. So, you know, just get out there. Mm-hmm. You know, just if you leave at 6, you know that by 6.30, you know, you've completed the mm-hmm. minimum requirement. Mm-hmm. You choose to, you know, uh, ex- you know, spend more than that. That's fine. Mm-hmm. So 30 minutes of exercise, if I can get that in maybe three or four times, you know, mm-hmm. a week, mm-hmm. whatever. And you know, I, I don't stick to any particular regimen. You know, mm-hmm. you have to you have to do that. So just try to, you know, make it interesting um, and take it from there. So mm-hmm. sometimes I might get in there and I'll put in 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I get in there and say today's a 30-minute day. Really, mm-hmm. I don't have it in. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, um, being intentional about doing other things, you know, volunteering my time mm-hmm. and not necessarily uh, towards causes that are related to, you know, what it is that I do in mm. my business. Mm. You know, I decide, okay, today maybe I'm going to go sort books. Mm. You know, in the course of that conversation, I might get, you know, some inspiration. Or um, it could be um, today I'm just going to drive into the city and take photographs mm. or walk around, you know, if it's a nice day, you know. So just looking for things that you enjoy. It doesn't have to be anything too complex. If mm. you can afford to take a trip, you know, even a weekend, a day trip, mm-hmm. you know, where you just pretty much shut everything down um, uh, is also another way uh, to de-stress, you know, and also um, being disciplined about, you know, social media, because, you know, yes. you, you can, that, that thing is a time guzzler, mm-hmm. you know, start off at point A, and before you realize it, two hours have gone by, mm-hmm. so just being disciplined, mm-hmm. you know, um, <clears throat> you know, those are things that I think that I have um, decided to um, practice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You uh, mentioned social media, Chica, yeah. and a thought came to my mind. You know, it's it's not just that it's a time guzzler. It's a noisy world that we live in, and everybody is... I don't know if this is the right way to put it, but it seems like everyone's clamoring for attention. How do you... Because obviously you, your store is online. How yeah. do you cope with getting your message out there in a noisy world does that make sense you know and and what is the what is your approach to it if the reaction isn't as expected so you don't get maybe I'm making up stuff maybe you don't get as many likes Mm -hmm. as you would have liked on Facebook or Instagram or you don't get enough responses to a question you put out there or views on content that you put out what is your approach to this noisy world that we live in 
the way I choose to go about it is, you know, to remind myself that this message is for my audience. There are people who buy into my mission mm-hmm. and my vision, right? And it's not going to be the whole world, right? Mm-hmm. It's a gradual process. And like you said, there's so many distractions in the world. So I'll just go out there and I'll share with you a little bit of me with you. If you choose to connect with the message, that's fine. If mm-hmm. you don't, and maybe the timing might be wrong. Mm-hmm. Maybe today doesn't work for you, but tomorrow, who knows? So mm-hmm. I have to be consistent. I can't say, you know, because I got zero likes or because I got 20 mm-hmm. likes, that's what will drive my content. Mm-hmm. Is it's Yes, it's hard. You, I'm sure the more likes you get, maybe it might be a source of encouragement, but you have to look past that mm-hmm. and know that it's only consistency that will keep you in the game. Mm-hmm. I love that. You have to that. be able to sustain that consistency. Mm-hmm. And so constantly reminding myself, okay, Chica, what is it that got you here in the first place? Mm-hmm. And what is it that you're trying to share with the world? Mm-hmm. So put it out the best way you can. And you just never know um, who might be scrolling by and it will catch their attention and they're like, you know what, this is for me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, that audience of one, mm-hmm. if it's connected with you, that's, that's a good starting point for mm-hmm. me. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, that audience of one, you may you may put out stuff that might be life-changing, but you may not get a like. So the fact someone doesn't yeah. like or that's comment right. doesn't yeah. mean that then it's not impactful. So that's, yeah, yeah. that's great. I love yeah. your answer to that. Do you have a favorite book or favorite books that you would recommend <laughs> to the listeners? How long do we have? <laughs> Two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in the beginning, the books that, and I think why I really liked it was that it was very, uh, uh, it was to the point, right? And these are very quick reads. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard of Austin Cleon. No. I hope I'm pronouncing not. it right, but no, I, okay. you know, I can give you the information mm-hmm. to share with you. Uh, it's um, uh, still like an artist, and then there's another one I can't remember. There are two of them, mm-hmm. right? And it was a quick read. So just reading it kind of helped me put a lot of things as a creative, you know, into context. Because mm-hmm. you know, I'm coming from a place where I don't have any formal training. So sometimes also trying to articulate my thoughts, what it is that I'm trying to do, and the, me- you know, as far as messaging, you know, um, was kind of a little bit of a challenge. But uh, that was also uh, that was very helpful in the beginning, mm-hmm. and I think something that I need to go back and reread. And then there's also another book. It's called, um, I think it's E-Myth. Mm-hmm. I have to make sure that I have the right. Uh, it's by, um, hmm, I can't remember, but mm-hmm. it basically goes through, you know, the whole process of starting off your business mm-hmm. and, you know, the considerations. And, you know, just like, you know, what we just discussed a few minutes ago, mm-hmm. you know, your messaging, your target audience, you know, just different aspects mm-hmm. of running business and also setting it up in such a way that if I walked away, somebody else can follow my system, my mm-hmm. processes, and mm-hmm. still run the business successfully, mm-hmm. you know. So, like, just like you see with uh, a lot of these franchises, you know, they have a, a process. Right. So I don't necessarily as the owner or the founder have to be on ground. You just mm. have to put those processes in place and anybody can just run the ship, you know, as smoothly as mm. you would. Mm. Yeah. So I thought that was very helpful. Um, yeah. So those are the ones that come to mind okay. as far as um, fiction. I tend to gravitate towards what I call Christian fiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, there is a, a Nigerian writer. I've enjoyed a number of her books. I think she's based out of Ohio. Mm-hmm. Her name is Noma, U-N-O-M-A. 
think it's Unoma Okonkwa. Mm. Yeah, but I have to look it up. Yeah. Uh, she has a series, yeah, of okay. books that I've read. Yeah, and then also there is a lady out of Dallas. Her name is Michelle Michelle Stimson. Mm. She has this Mama B series. I really mm. enjoy that. Interesting. Well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So okay. some of the books right off the top of my head. I I'll have to check them out because I'd never heard of them. So <laughs> I'll have to check them out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So before you go. This has been great. But before you go, can you please tell us how we can contact you, what your website is, your Instagram, your blog? I know there's a lot of um, <laughs> different ways that we can um, absorb your content. So maybe you can take us through that. All right. So it's Daymylane, as in D-A-Y-M-Y-L-A-N-E. So on Instagram, it's at Daymylane. Mm-hmm. On, um, on Facebook, it's actually Daymylane Designs. Mm-hmm. And then on um, Pinterest is also Day My Lane, and on Twitter is actually My Lane underscore Day. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, My Lane underscore Day. So that's Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, mm-hmm. and also the website is www.daymylane.com. So we can be reached on all those portals and. Um, yeah fantastic and and those t-shirts are amazing i love the different messages that you have yeah yeah. and the quality as well i'm just putting it out there the quality is great because you know sometimes with t-shirts you you wash them twice and that's it but this is really good quality so yeah so check it out it's it's great thank you chica this has been amazing thank you so much for sharing your story with us today and thank you for having me. Thank you. I've really enjoyed, you know, having to share this uh, with your audience. And um, I look forward to great things in the future for you and your podcast. Thank you. Thanks so much. All right. Take care. Thanks for listening today. Please check out the website at www.theebo.com. We will also have a link to Chica's website and other ways to access her content. In addition, we will have the books Chica recommended on the website. You can also access the links to the other episodes and subscribe to the show on our website. Additionally, please follow me on Instagram at Ebo Initiative. Thanks very much again for listening. See you next time.